The following is a production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. And welcome inside the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. Hello, everybody. It is your beautiful, stunning, award-winning, talented, new jacket-wearing host, Jared Doden. And joining me on the show is Davis Carroll and Alex Houston. Davis, we'll start with you as I try to fix my microphone. Seems like, oh. Seems like it's kind of off. But, Davis, how are you doing today? I'm really cold, but I gotta say, Jared, seeing you in the new jacket's kind of like feels weird. Feels like something's wrong. Nothing. You know, you know, like when you see something, it's just slightly off, and it like it like concerns you. Like your fight or flight kicks in. That's what I'm feeling right now. It's probably like in the same vein of me wearing blue. Cause how often do you see me wearing blue? It's like the uncanny valley. It's true. Like it's you, but it's not you. It, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Just know that. The other jacket's still here. It's just I didn't I I didn't want to go yeah, rub through their clothes still there as well. Yeah, I don't want to go rub through their clothes. This one was here. It was cold. I forgot to turn the heat on at night. Okay, so it, it was definitely cold this morning. It was at 69 degrees, which, contrary to popular belief, is not nice. Uh, yeah, when you wake up and it's like 70 and then you can also feel a 44 seeping into your apartment. It's really cold. Yeah, so I had to do my best with that. Alex Houston. Hello, Alex. How are you doing this fine morning? I mean, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I got to concur with Davis on that one. The news hoodie is honestly a little off. There I say it, I missed the old Smith Station one. Just kidding, I don't actually. But, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Don't worry, it'll make his triumphant return one of these days. I just don't know when. I'm gonna be honest, this is, this is actually kind of comfortable. It's actually like, uh, it actually has a, a nice little like lining inside. It's very comfortable. It's very Same comfortable. Same here, Jared, mine's like that. Mine's like understand. weighted though. Mine's like, I swear it's seven pounds or something. It's heavy. I understand the issue with, pro with previous hoodie was not the hoodie itself, but it was your treatment of said hoodie. So actually, you know, do it all in favor. That hoodie has wow. been through a lot. That hoodie has been through high school, college, grad school. That hoodie has been through three presidents, okay, multiple washes. Yo. I'm just saying, that hoodie has some age on it. It's he, He's been through a lot. He has a couple of holes. He has a bleach spot where it turned white right there on the forearm. And see, the other thing is, I have another possession jacket. I'm pretty sure my mom stole it one day, and she just has it in her closet. It's my actual like football jacket where it has my my number, my name on the back, and I haven't seen that thing since high school. I'm pretty sure my mom stole it and it's in her closet somewhere. But that's neither here nor there. 
Uh, welcome inside the extra point here on WGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. Remember, if you want to watch uh, more of the extra point, you can always go to the YouTube page. For every two, uh, excuse me, Monday and Wednesday, the show is uploaded at 3:45 Central. I do not control the time. That's on YouTube. Go send a letter to Google if you want to change that, or on Spotify and iTunes by searching the extra point. Let's go ahead and get started, and we'll take a look over at college football now. There was definitely some uneasiness going on in college football this week. Not because there wasn't a lot of games, or not because uh, there wasn't a lot of like good matchups. Because there wasn't. There was no rank versus rank matchups. That changes this week. But uh, there were a whole lot of games that got either postponed or canceled up to the point where we had a game Sunday morning between uh, two Pac-12 schools. And it seems as though things are getting a little bit harder with COVID around, uh, especially at some of these bigger colleges. Uh, seeing yesterday how uh, the state of Michigan is closing a lot of schools uh, for the next coming weeks to kind of curb that, that rise in the virus. All 50 states are now declared as virus hotspots. How does that work? Well, they just showed a big map. And wherever it's red, it's a hot spot, and it was just all red. That's just kind of how it worked. Nice. So USA. We're, we're getting to that point where we're getting to that point where there was always a breaking point between being able to combat it and then just being able to survive it. And at this point, it's become so widespread. Yeah. Oh, well, I won't get into that. It's becoming more wide. It's becoming so widespread that even with correct protocols in place, your players are still getting sick because they can't even go outside, go to the grocery store, anything like that, without coming into contact with it. Long story short, this is going to be a new normal for college football and probably college basketball, where. You want to play season so bad, but you know, you know, you don't even know if you're gonna make it to the end, or if it's even gonna be worth it, because we saw how Auburn got their game uh, postponed against Mississippi State, to use the correct word. That game's being pushed back to after Texas A&M, uh, but now they got Tennessee on the horizon. We know that Auburn had a couple of cases last week. I don't think I'm not sure if Gus said anything last night in his in his in his presser yesterday about it, uh, but. You know, for both Auburn and Tennessee, I mean, they're in they're in southern states that are seeing a dramatic rise in cases. There's no guarantee that the game's happening. There's no guarantee that any game's happening anymore. That's just kind of how this goes. Uh, and I just wanted to get your guys' quick thoughts on kind of how this season's playing out right now, especially in the last couple of weeks, seeing a whole bunch of cancellations and postponements. I mean, I feel like it's it's about what everybody expected at the beginning of the season. It was just a delay, you know, reaction. People expected seasons not to get off the ground, but they did. And now they have, I think, everybody's been given a false sense of security because it's been, you know, about COVID for so long. People are like, all right, it's time for this thing to be done and move on to the next thing. Because that's really what happens with any major thing, right? I mean... You know, most people want to try and deal with some major event for a few months and then be like, all right, it's done, let's move on. But 
I mean, that happened. Remember the Ebola crisis? Remember that was a huge thing that blew up. And for months, everyone was like, okay, the world is ending. And then people kind of forgot about it. It's still a problem, especially in Africa, but you know, people moved on. And I think people were hoping that the same thing would happen with this, but it's not going to, and it's leading to more people getting infected because people are not taking this seriously anymore because like, oh, it should be done. Or, you know, we've been worried about this thing since March. Can't we be done with it already? And I think now that's what we're seeing is the effects of that. Uh, Davis? Yeah, I'm not even convinced that any seasons are going to start or end this season. I feel like football might be able to come to a – might be able to cross the finish line haphazardly. But basketball, I'm not totally convinced it's going to be able to finish. Basketball is definitely in a, in a weird spot. Uh, we saw that at least one prominent coach, I believe Patino, came out and said, hey, delay the season. Uh, I'm okay with May Madness instead of March because if we start it now, there's no guarantee we're going to make it through. We we need we need more time. We need more protocols. We need to get past the winter in order to, to play basketball. And that's fair because basketball, basketball is in a tough situation where you do play in arenas. It's not open air, right? It's not. It's different from football. You're playing in closed arenas. If you plan on having fans. God help your team, especially how how close quartered those arenas are. There's a reason why Duke won't have fans inside of Cameron Indoor, right? Because Cameron Indoor is literally, the fans are on top of you. So it would be really hard for those players not to get in contact with people uh, unless they, you know, closed off the little bottom part of Cameron Indoor. Uh, Basketball's going to be a lot harder, especially for smaller schools that play in smaller uh, gyms, arenas, uh, and there's over 300 D1 basketball schools that will be vying for a a tournament spot. And I don't know if every one of them has the money or protocols or just the resources in place to be able to pull off a season, especially a 30-game season. I don't know if they can. Uh, the, The biggest news was that the Ivy League, once again, I say once again, but the Ivy League pulled out of winter sports. So they're not playing basketball, men's or women's. And if you remember last time, in March, it was the Ivy League that stopped their their own tournament. And everybody was like, huh, well, that's interesting. Maybe the Ivy League schools know something. And then it all came crashing down when Gobert touched mics. That's pretty much what happened. No! So now the time dumb move by Gobert. <laughs> hey, he was it a dumb move? Yes, but as 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 time goes on, I feel like it was probably one of the best things that could have happened for the NBA. I'm afraid I don't know what you mean. What I mean is when it happened, or let's see, yeah, no, well, when it happened. And then it came out that he was sick, correct? Mm-hmm. Obviously, him being sick, along with Donovan Mitchell, uh, closed down the NBA. But then he became some sort of a activist, I guess is the right word, for people who didn't take it as seriously, who then took it seriously 
when it happened to them and became he he became a an outspoken critic for it. So I think it was one of the better things that happened because he's on a prominent stage and you know he he did what he did and then it all came crashing down. It humbled him a little bit more. So I think it I think it was a, it was a better thing. I think it was a better thing. Plus I I would say him getting sick or at least somebody getting sick and they be acting the way they did catapulted other sports doing what they did and and closing down. So I I think good job on the NBA for that. I don't know if that all makes sense. It is early in the morning, so maybe my my mind is jumbled right now. But fall sports or excuse me, winter sports are not happening for the Ivy League. So do the Ivy League know something that the rest of us don't? Probably I mean, the not. Ivy League, the, the Ivy League, I mean, sports isn't bringing as much money for them as any other conference. I mean, they don't make money. So they don't know anything more. They just know that it's not financially, you know, worth it. Risk versus reward, Jared. So it, so and I'm asking this question fully knowing the answer. The risk is worth the reward for a lot of other conferences. Correct. That's just that's just a sad way to put it. I mean, yeah, but I know you you, you got to make money. If you don't make money, then programs are, are going to start getting at cut. This point, the conferences cannot continue to you know shut everything down and not make any money due to everybody else's mistake. They're doing what they can, but the reason this is not going away is just about everybody else's fault. Now, um, the money thing's important because that, that's true. If you if you wanna if you wanna make money, especially on these TV contracts, you gotta play, correct? Exactly. But the virus is becoming so bad that you can't protect your own players even outside of sporting activities. That no matter what you put in place, they're gonna get infected anyway. You're not having a season. That's correct. However, however, they have they have done what they can to give the players an out. And in reality, some some form of a season is better than none. And that's the that's the mentality that they're operating at, and that's the mentality they're gonna keep operating at because that's it's just what it is. Fair and, enough. I mean, look, the simple fact is if if every single major sports shut down schools like Auburn would be fine but about half of the NCAA half of the 126 college football teams half of the 356 college basketball teams would not be able to operate the following season half of the schools already operate in the red so you're asking them to now make no money not you make any money to make up the cost they've already had prior to this season and the cost they've had over the course of the last year I mean it looks bad, but they're really their their backs are against the wall on this one. There's no other option. Maybe one thing that'll come out of this is that schools know how to manage their money better. Uh, because in the middle in the middle of a pandemic that has killed, let me look at the counter, two hundred and forty seven thousand people in the United States, where in the month of November in the first ten days you already had a million cases and counting. Maybe the best way for my school to stay afloat is not to let my athletic department keep playing and people keep getting sick. But maybe that's just me. Now, I haven't kept a tab on the FCS schools. Remember, uh, Division One FCS schools aren't playing right now. Uh, 
some of them are. Like, we know that Central Arkansas was kind of doing their thing in the beginning of the season. But a lot of them aren't playing. And I don't know what their financial situations are for a lot of those schools. Uh, but hopefully they survive. Uh, we know that things are going to be tough for a lot of schools. That's just FCS Division One. I'm not even talking about D2 or D3. That's just that's a whole other ball game that I don't think anybody's re- going to really have any answers to until this whole thing blows over. And hopefully, maybe some sort of package can be done in Congress that can give schools a little bit of uh, breathing room, monetary-wise, that can help them stay afloat while maybe thinking about, you know, maybe we don't need a season if we can get a little bit of money come our way. But that's a whole other discussion for a whole other topic for a whole other day. Let's actually talk about college football now after that. College football, first thing first, Will Muschamp, get out of here. That's what I wanted to say. The first firing in the SEC. Wait, is that the first firing in college football this year? James Franklin will be next. Uh, but, yeah. Yes, Jared, I think you're – Think yes, I think so. That's the first firing this year, and it came from South Carolina. Reminder, a team that beat Auburn this year. But I mean, Muschamp is out. Muschamp is a, is, a, is a coordinator for life. That's my big interpretation on it, is that he's one of those guys that is never going to be a good head coach, but he'll be a great coordinator. And so that's, is he going to end up in Saban's school of, you know – building coaches' careers back up, or? Wait, what? Sorry. Is he going to be in Saban's school of coaches' rehabilitation? Well, I will say this. Alabama's defensive coordinator does need to be fired, and an example of Muschamp's impact, you can just cite the 2015 Auburn defense compared to the 2014 Auburn defense. The numbers are ridiculous, not to mention Muschamp did recruit Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, among many other great players. So there's that to mention. I think has, has Nick Saban fired a coordinator? No, as far as I can tell, recently. I mean, he you know told Lane Kiffin to walk away, and Lane Kiffin listened, but he didn't really fire him. That's about the closest it's been lately. Lane, I don't want to fire you, but I got this gun to your head, and you better get to step in. It's pretty much you know, what you just said to me. He may, he may not have fired any of. Uh, Offensive coordinator is the only one where he, I say he may have fired, but he might have just, you know, let them go and hired somebody else, right? Because I know none of Bama's coordinator, offensive coordinators got, you know, upgrades because they weren't that good until Lane Kiffin, right? So there's that. Um, let's see. Yeah, Muschamp is gone. South Carolina, I don't even know who the interim head coach is right now. Because uh, all that kind of happened l- – Late afternoon yesterday. Yep. Uh, so Muschamp, he was there for five seasons, which I didn't realize how long he was there. It was twenty eight and thirty after five seasons, and now the, the 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 coaching carousel has officially begun, and names are already flying around. Uh, people really love Hugh Freeze. I know he just signed an extension. But every time somebody's talking about getting a new head coach, they just mention Hugh Freeze. They really want them some Hugh Freeze. They, they have to pay a pretty substantial buyout from Liberty. Uh, if we're talking about Hugh Freeze for a second right now, 
does he leave Liberty this year? Um, I mean, first of all, I guess the question becomes, is there any team that would pay the buyout on his contract that he just got an extension for for seven years at Liberty? So we are looking at a possible Chris Peterson situation here. Yes, that is that that is a chance. And that is very likely because, again, Chris Peterson was at Boise State for an additional six years past when he could have gotten a job anywhere else. I think we all know that. I mean, he was the hottest coach in college football outside of Nick Saban for a seven-year period. And I think he stayed at Boise because, you know, as crazy as it may seem, that whole backs against the wall, us against the world, you know, way that the group of five teams have to work is very attractive to some coaches. And it was the case at Boise where – Pearson consistently being one of the best teams in the in the country, despite the fact that he was in one of the worst conferences. Now you've got Liberty being possibly the same avenue for Hugh Freeze. I don't know. I think if a team that he wants to go to offers, yes. But if like any team, he won't leave for just any team. You know, some coaches are looking for any team to get a hire. I think if like you know, he's gonna wait for the right job. If he gets if he gets a, a door back into the SEC, that's where. Even then. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he jumps at South Carolina. Why would you? Saying. That's what I was gonna say. I, again, I don't know about South Carolina because Muschamp has. I mean, you he, can't you can't win at South Carolina. That's just yeah. the hard, I mean, the cold hard truth. In South Carolina, you can win. It's just that it needs to be the right coach. And the only coaches to have won at South Carolina are Lou Holtz, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and Steve Spurrier, one of the greatest players and coaches of all time. Muschamp is neither of those. Hugh Freeze is neither of those. So I mean, and you have to recruit. The, the 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 coast so the Carolinas when you have Clemson knocking on your back door and you got to play them every year and you play in the fact, and you play in the SEC South Carolina's not an attractive place especially cuz what Muschamp has done to that program is set it back it seems again Muschamp will be a coordinator somewhere but I don't know who South Carolina will get well the first door is open actually I take that back this is the second coach to get let go uh, if you dig real deep into oh, Utah right. State, Utah State's coach, which, by the way, I don't usually say this about a person. That dude sucks. I don't know if you read the the history of what he's done. That dude, that dude is, that dude is a sack of potatoes. Is he the car guy? Excuse me. With the parking spot. No, that's that's what Utah State basketball. Oh, okay. That's a whole nother discussion. Uh, did we have that discussion on the show? Yeah, Jacob told me about was that. Was it on the show or after the show that I we think just it was, had it, I think it was off the on, cuff? Because I looked it up during the show, and then I read the other thing he did. Okay, well, that's what you so, told State. He, Greg Marshall, he gone, so we don't have to worry about him no more. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Um, does anybody know the story of the Utah State coach? No. Are we talking about when he was at Oregon State, or? No, so um, I'm talking about when he was at Wisconsin, actually. So if I, I I read this a little bit ago, Wisconsin is the job that he took, but he never actually coached a game because he bailed the Oregon State. Correct? That is incorrect, actually. Okay, he bailed somewhere before coaching. All right, no, 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 I've, I've got it, I've got it. Let me, okay. let me let me break down the brief history here for you. Okay, so say his name. So he 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 first years at Southern Utah, then he goes to Utah State. He goes four and eight, four and eight, seven and six, then goes eleven and two with Utah State, finishes the year ranked sixteenth. He goes to Wisconsin. This is Wisconsin after Bielema heads to Arkansas, right? They're in, you know, in flux. They have no idea what they're doing. They had like Barry Alvarez be the coach at one point. Wow. Lol. 
He goes to Wisconsin. He goes nine and four and then ten and three. Finishes first in the West and is like, oh man, Wisconsin got a coach. Then he leaves because their academic requirements are too strict. Hey, they didn't come there to play school. He leaves Wisconsin, goes to Oregon State, goes two and ten, four and eight, and one and five, is fired from Oregon State, then goes back to Utah State when went seven and six last year and started this year 0 and three and is now fired. I could have swore there was one school that he backed out on and never actually coached for them. Um, I mean, honestly, it's a possibility. Keep looking that, not, keep looking for that because I, I want to say that did happen. That's the reason why. Uh, I'm, currently doing, I'm currently doing some research on the guy. Give me a second. He also, did you say a thing about the COVID, his player opting out? No. I, his I player, his player what? His player wanted to opt out due to COVID. He was like, oh, if you do that, you're not going to remain on scholarship. Oh, he got yeah. in trouble for that because you can't. Oh, see oh that was that dude. Mm-hmm. And also when he left Oregon State, he sent like a barrage of messages in like a coach group chat and like flamed them all or something. Oh, like a breakup text. It was something weird. I didn't read. I just saw the headline. Does wow. not seem to be anything about him uh, leaving a place before he starts. Okay. As far as I can tell. But it's just, you know, because I think the University of Wisconsin has had a very strange coaching history of the past. I mean, just because, like, and it really is actually kind of incredible how consistent they've been considering that nonsense. Like, I remember Barry Alvarez had to take over, like, two times, even though he was, like, you know, twice or three times retired. Which they're still in the Paul Christ era, so good for them. But, you know, still. Mm. Let's see. I'm trying to... Okay, so the story was... Okay, so the story was, so he was the coach that got smacked around by Ohio State fifty nine to nothing in the Big Ten championship game. So first of all, that's funny. Oh. He that he was that guy. But what ended up happening is after the Ohio State game, four days later, uh, he left Wisconsin and took the job at Oregon State. Yep. He cited family as rationale for taking the the Oregon State position. That was a lie. While Fox Sports and Sports Illustrated uh, reported that he was frustrated with Wisconsin's high admission standards for athletes. Yep. And those reports turned out to be accurate. And because he left, he had to pay a $3 million buyout for departing within the first two years of his contract. Yep. I always think how it's funny how whenever Wisconsin loses a coach, rather than, you know, promoting an interim coordinator, Barry Alvarez is like, let me just coach the bowl game and add to my record. Because you, you got to coach the Rose Bowl that year. And I'm like, okay, Barry, I see what you're doing. I see you just swooping in to take that opportunity. Here's another report that just came through uh, about 10 minutes ago. LSU is in a little bit of trouble. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. LSU is being reported for Title IX violations. 
Oh, no. So this has been kind of brewing for the last, I would say, couple of months. If you've been kind of keeping your ear to the ground on LSU and Darius kind of things Geist. that happen. Darius Geis is kind of the big striking point in it. Uh, yep. But uh, this is coming from the USA Today. And it said that LSU has reportedly failed to adequately handle complaints of sexual misconduct against football players, with at least nine players being reported to police since Ed Orgeron became head coach in 2016, according to Kenny uh, Jacoby, Nancy Amore, and Jessica Luther of the USA Today. And uh, Darius Geis is the big one. He was twice accused of rape and once accused of taking and sharing a lewd photograph. But school officials, quote, either doubted the woman's stories, didn't investigate, or didn't call the police. So, Uh an investigation, I say an investigation is underway, but, yeah, no, LSU is in trouble. Yeah, I mean... uh... You would think, you would think that after Penn State and Baylor, that schools would learn. I think, I think we need to take a moment and appreciate what is happening right now. LSU will soon take the mantle of Auburn for the worst fall off from a national championship season. And I don't think there's a debate. Well, I can't, I can't tell you this. Uh, Don't look now, but Arkansas is favored against LSU this week. Oh my! Which I don't think is a phrase that anybody saw coming uh, in January. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I th- I don't think Orgeron's going to make it another year. I really don't. You don't think so? I mean, you, you don't think he has a little bit of a saving grace from winning a, a Natty last year? I think he's going to be there for a few more years. That's correct. He does have a saving grace, but okay. I'm not saying that what the Title Nine stuff is something that happened under his watch and is his fault. I'm not saying that because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the, I, the report's kind of saying that, but that's oh, well, yeah, that's there. The reports do say that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't want to, you know, go out and, you know, accuse, but sure. We'll go based off that anyway, right? And what I know is with, the, with, with stuff like this, universities really want a hard reset and, you know, a essential washing of the program, right? They want to, you know, start as fresh as possible. I mean, not it's not comparable at all, two different situations, but I mean, we saw what Penn State would do with Joe Paterno. He basically vanished off the face of the planet there in, in Happy Valley. And it was the right call. I think we can all agree on that, but it's what they did. And that lesson can be applied maybe to an LSU team that not to mention along with the scandals under Orgeron's administration, also the team is simply not performing. So his leash is about as short as it could possibly be. So, like, say we go back to a 12-game schedule next year and Orgeron's team goes 4-8. Do we really think he'll stick around after all this? After a second year of underperforming? Yes. I guess it depends on his buyout at that point, I am right? Heart, I am heart... Well, okay, yeah, his buyout. But as far as I can tell, he did not sign a major extension this past year. That's why, hey, if you win a natty, always sign an extension. Yep. Always sign an extension after good years, guys. In fact... Take oh my the money. Goodness. Gus Malzahn knows about that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Gus so knows. Gus, Gus has the, probably the best agent oh. in college football, so... 
No, uh, that's actually James Franklin. His buyout is thirty-nine million. <laughs> yeah. Just don't you guesses. Worse, don't you guesses. Be happy we're not Penn State. That's all I gotta say. I mean, Gus is under thirty-nine million. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I know that, but how much is he? Uh, what is it? Thirty or twenty-five million now, or the twenty million? It's, it's in it's in the twenties. Okay, that's not bad. Also, so um, Orgeron got a contract extension after the or um, after the twenty eighteen season through twenty twenty two. So next year will be his second to last season. So the oh, bio. That's, that's not good. That's not good. Mance is in trouble. I don't no, know. Alex, you might be right, brother. Oh, no, I doubted you. You might be right. I mean, I just know that you I gotta mean, look, secure the bag. LSU, LSU fired Les Miles for essentially nothing. LSU fought Les Miles because Daniel Carlson kicked five field goals on him. Six. Or excuse me, six field goals yes. on him. That's um, all it took. Yes, but like legitimately though, Les Miles got fired for being eight and four and having no real scandals. Orgeron is having the entire Title IX organization come down on LSU right now. They're playing awful. They might lose to Arkansas. And in reality... It's not like LSU can't get a better coach. I mean, yeah, they they would be a premier program to go to. Exactly, it's LSU. They would be a destination for a Hugh Freeze. Some they could say. steal Joe Brady back from the Panthers. Okay, I'm just kidding. Not okay, I mean that's also them. not crazy though. Well, Joe Brady said that he loves the Panthers. When are we going to see an NFL coaches head down to college football? We see a lot of up, but we don't see too much down. Hopefully, you'll see that with Ron Rivera. Oh come on! They Alex, they tried he, their best. So whenever I hate on Ron Rivera when he's the Panthers, he's like you know he's a nice guy. He's actually a decent coach. But now that you have, you understand my pain. That's not true, Davis. I hate on the Panthers more than anybody. But I go did. like you know I have some issues with Ron Rivera. He's like well you know he's not that bad actually. I I don't really see why you're hating on him. It's not the issues with the Panthers. True. We'll 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 get to that in a second. I will say LSU could get Dave Aranda back from Baylor already. Because he's already not doing too great at Baylor anyway, and well, former defensive coordinator at LSU, but that's a, that's a possible. But Hugh Freeze is probably the favorite. Yeah. Oh, speaking and, of speaking of Penn State, the toilet the toilet bowl between Nebraska and Penn State that it was so dumb. Good game. Good game. It was a good game, but Penn State is. I mean, you talk about a fall from the from the face of the earth. I mean, LSU is number one because they won a national championship, but Penn State got to be number two. This was the I team mean, coming in thinking that they could win the Big Ten and compete for the Natty. And they, they are 0-4 and lost to Nebraska. They're the only team in the Big Ten that hasn't won a game yet. And that this is the is Big the Ten big... that includes, like, Purdue and Northwestern. Which, by North the way, Northwestern's not for long, but Northwestern's ranked. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. No, Northwestern's actually doing pretty, pretty good. I mean, they beat Maryland 43-3, to which Penn State then got slaughtered. So hey, every team that that Northwestern has beat is undefeated since they beat them. Whoa! I'm just saying Northwestern is the the catalyst for teams to get better. I'm happy for because you know Pat Fitzgerald's been trying to get that program on its feet for near a decade, and it's about time that they actually you know they seem to be going in the right direction in the last few years. So I'm I'm happy for them on that front. Uh. So, kind of just going through the, the top games from this past week. Uh, obviously, you had games Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I would say the only notable game out of that is the Western Michigan game against Toledo, 
where Western Michigan hit them with the fake spike and threw it into the end zone for the touchdown. That's what we call maction. All right, so make sure you, you you catch more of that. Uh, Friday, Iowa and Minnesota. Poor Minnesota. Uh, gosh. I mean, yeah, LSU, Penn State, and then Minnesota's the third team. Iowa. Not such a hot commodity anymore. Iowa's up double digits, and they use three timeouts late in the game because they can. That's an NCAA 14 kind of stuff right there. Uh, Cincinnati beating down Easter, uh, East Carolina. So Cincinnati's still up there in the top 10. And you get to Saturday, uh, you know, in hindsight, losing 59-42 to 42 to Ole Miss probably would do anybody in. So, sorry, Will Muschamp. Wait, did you talk about – did you say Cincinnati or did I mishear you? I did say Cincinnati. Um, I was going to ask because uh, this is about that game. Did you see how Eastern Carolina's coach had an issue with Cincinnati running up the score? I mean, I'm not surprised. No, they, Jared, they ran a fake punt in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's a Matt Rule type of move. Let I them know of, if you walk into in. Bearcat Stadium, you're going to get these hands. It brought up an interesting point. I actually wanted to ask this. To you guys, I, it brought up an interesting debate in the comments of the post that it was about. So obviously, Cincinnati is a Group of Five team, so their chances of getting into the College Football Playoff are slimmer than you know Power Five. And the point was, they have no choice but to beat every team by forty to try and convince the playoff committee. Yeah, they got to so run the score. Fair for them to do whatever it takes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Running, I'm trying to win a natty. The score doesn't even matter. That's like swinging on a 3-0 pitch when you're up 7-0. Who cares? I, I agree. I just wanted to. I just wanted to test with the group because it was a it was a more divided issue at the time. But I I agree because I think you know first of all I think Cincinnati already if they go undefeated they should be in because I think they deserve it because they've been very very good. You say should and, be, but what do you mean? I say you you say they should be in, oh, but yeah. no, they 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 very well will probably be screwed by the committee. But I mean, I think it is fair and completely justified for Luke Fickle to just be like, all right, we've got to beat everybody by sixty in order to try and convince them that we deserve a spot. Run that score up. Run yeah, that I mean, score up. Because I mean, what has cost UCF the last few years was you know some close games in the American Athletic Conference that they did not need. If they'd beaten every team by 30, they probably would have made the playoff, but they didn't. They had one too many close games. Look, Cincinnati, I, be, I believe the, the top eight did not change at all for for the college football. Cincinnati's got seven, and they got to get through a couple more teams, at least ranking-wise, before uh, they're even thought about. For example, yeah. in front of them is Florida, which Florida's playing really well. Granted, Cincinnati, if, 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 the, if the rankings keep pace... Cincinnati should jump Florida in the eventual Alabama-Florida SEC championship game where Alabama eventually wins. But I just also want to caution that these are not the playoff rankings. We don't know where Cincinnati is going to be at in the playoff rankings. I would not be surprised if the playoff rankings dropped Texas A&M significantly. Just a concept. But I think... People are freaking out that they beat a Florida team that, one, is good, but they're not as good as I, some people think. And, again, A&M got beaten down by Alabama. I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's a good win. I mean, I'm sorry, that's a good loss. No. You need a good loss. But I think, okay, All right now, doesn't have that. if you look at the rankings and we're to say that um, – and we're to say that these rankings are the playoff rankings, Cincinnati's path to um, the playoff is clear. The three things they need to happen is – 
Alabama needs to beat Florida. A&M needs to lose one more game. And then Notre Dame needs to beat Clemson, and Cincinnati would be in. You said, no, you said Notre Dame beat Clemson? Well, yeah, because I think if Clemson beats Notre Dame, you get two one-loss AC teams. Oh, you're talking about in the championship game, yes, beat yes, them. Yes. I, think, I thought you meant like in the regular season. I was like, okay, unless I'm yeah. living in a alternate reality, that I'm pretty sure that already happened. But, yeah, the, their rematch is inevitable, and I think they they can't afford to have to face, you know, a one-loss team whose only loss is to either Notre Dame or Clemson. You know, I, both, I mean, those two teams will probably get the edge. So... But hey. the only issue, though, is BYU is right on their tail. And if BYU keeps looking like BYU, they may even jump Cincinnati. But Ooh. everybody's favorite team got a one-point win this past week. Miami, the U, 25-24 over Virginia Tech, which I guess Virginia Tech's whole existence this season is just losing heartbreaking games. Yeah. That's how you they're doing so. it. you think so. Uh, Indiana, who will now dub the Mads. Won twenty four to nothing over Michigan State, and they are now number nine in the AP poll. That is the top ten matchup. Is big noon kickoff this week? Ohio State, Indiana. We've got a great weekend of Big Ten football this weekend. Ohio State, Indiana, and then Northwestern, Wisconsin. Two very very good games. Northwestern, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Both I think undefeated in the matchup since nineteen sixty two. First time ever. And they play each other every year, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, some other games that happened. Uh, Tulsa taking down the Mustangs. So SMU is no longer ranked. Michigan, they do actually suck. They lost 49-11 to to Wisconsin. Other games. Other games. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Other games. Other games. There's that Nebraska 30-23 to win over Penn State. Liberty got their big win, and I'll end it with this. Marshall got a 42-14 to victory over Middle Tennessee, and that was coming on the anniversary of the Marshall plane crash. They wore, I believe the number is 75 on their helmets. Yep. And they had, on the on the stripe going on their helmet, they had the names of the people in the, in the plane crash. So, a very emotional but heartwarming win for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, and for Marshall, hey, they're knocking on the door of trying to get into the top 10. Uh, I believe they're at 15. 15. Yeah, they're at 15. So Marshall trying to... If they finish the year undefeated, they will probably be in the top 10 once the rest of the teams, you know, beat each other as is the standard. Marshall's trying to make a little bit of noise in in college football, so that's always good. I will say, I got to ask, why is Liberty still sitting back that far? Like, I get they haven't beat, but I mean, they've had some very impressive wins. Along with some wins against some good teams. I mean, what's, well, okay, well, I guess my question is, what is Liberty's best win? I mean, I they, feel like it's better than, I, I don't know, I'll have to look. Because their, their best win is looking like Virginia Tech. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's a 4-4 four and four Virginia Tech, by the way. If your best win is Virginia Tech, then we have we have some problems. That, that, and that's the reason why. I just am worried that if they beat Coastal Carolina, they won't jump as much as they should. When in reality, if they're able to beat Coastal, they should jump a significant amount of spots. Either. I mean, they have three games left. They play NC State, UMass, which we don't have to talk about UMass. 
and Coastal Carolina. And they're not even favored against NC State. That's fair. Also, what the heck is Louisiana doing ranked below Iowa State? Come on now. Well, I will tell you this. For the first time in program history, Louisiana is ranked higher than LSU. Unbelievable. Man. Who's the real who's the real school in the in the in, in the state? I mean, you look you look at this top 25 and it feels like 2007, you know. Remember remember when you see those standings when South Florida and West Virginia were in the top 5? Alex, don't you know? These what? are unprecedented times. I know. I know. I mean, do you love that word? We're dealing with some I mean, Wait a minute. Crazy. I, I didn't even realize I didn't even realize that Texas A&M was number five in the poll. Yeah. What? I just I just assumed they're still like at nine or something. That's what I'm saying. That's the issue. Why are they there? We no, all wait. know they're not good. I like this though. This is funny. Oh my gosh. No, this uh, is funny. Gosh, te- are we sure they aren't good? They're number. They're ranked number five, bro. They might be good. <laughs> because Texas A&M is in the same spot that Auburn would usually be in. Auburn would be in this weird position where, you know what, SEC championship, who needs it? But if we can win out, that means we can not play the SEC championship and sneak into the playoffs. And Auburn fans have talked about it for years. And it's going to be Jimbo Fisher and A&M to actually pull it off. Let's be clear. This this may be this may be the Auburn uh, normal uh, standing, but really, it is, I mean, it was pioneered by Alabama and Nick Saban. I mean, how many times was it what? Twice or three times that they managed to avoid the SC championship and still get in. Oh uh, well, it definitely happened once, I think. I it happened remember. at least twice. Hey, but if it makes you feel better, Auburn's right behind Texas, so. Ugh. Horns down. That's saying something. Yeah, this uh, top twenty-five definitely is uh, not great. When I say not great, I mean it's it's very jumbled. So I guess in a way it is great. Is, if BYU and Cincinnati end up undefeated and they have to play each other in the New Year's Six Bowl game, I'm going to be so upset. Look, as long as Auburn doesn't play a group of five school in a New Year's Bowl, I'm fine. I just hate when they when the bowls will pair up the two group of five teams to play each other. Like, no, let them all beat the power five teams. Uh, you got to do whatever you got to do to bring in money. Well, yeah, but... Nah, man. Let Cincinnati drop 60 on A&M. Let's see. Some other news. Arizona State has already canceled their second game. Uh, the game this week is canceled. And from the looks of it, Arizona State's in a very bad place when it comes to COVID. Uh, it's not looking good over there. There's not many specifics, but apparently... Well, obviously, like, you know, Herm Edwards has it, right? But apparently, like... Like almost a whole side of, of of the team has it, like defense or offense, so they're not gonna be able to even really fill the team. Uh, Ohio Miami uh, canceled for the MAC, uh, and if the hits don't keep coming, Utah State did miss their quarterback for rules violation, so that happened this past weekend as well. Now I always like to take a look at uh bowl projections. Uh, just so you know, the current bowl projection for the national championship is Alabama versus Ohio State, so be prepared for that. But uh, looking where Auburn may end up, da, 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 da. let's see if we can find Auburn.
is very odd. Uh, so A and M is ended up in the Cotton Bowl. That's good for A and M. Uh, but for Auburn, here we go. Oh no! Is the Citrus Bowl considered a New Year's Six Bowl? What? Is the Citrus Bowl considered a New Year's Six? No. The Peach Bowl is. It's on New Year's Day. Yes. I don't know if it's considered one of the six, though. Uh, no, it's it's not, Jared. I'm telling you it's not. Okay, good. Because Auburn's playing in it, apparently. Same thing as the Outback Bowl. Well, it should be. Wait a minute. Outback Bowl? This dude has LSU in the Outback Bowl. Who wrote this? This isn't oh, correct. No, the, bowls, the bowls can put in whoever they want. This isn't correct. No. There's no six-win requirement. This other person has Arkansas. Okay, hold up. I don't like this anymore. Jared, SEC teams draw more viewership and more fans than most conferences do. Even four and three teams. That's true, but... Let, let, me, let me look up a, a, a little stat for you, okay? I guess my question, my, 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 my thing is... <sighs> can, I, can, I take, can I take a second to look something up before, before we uh, continue? Sure, I'm not happy All about right. it, though. So... In 2012, Auburn was a whopping two and Don't say it. Seven. Okay. They played number six Georgia. They lost 36 or 38 to nothing. The stadium still was filled with 86,000 people. Yes. The point is, whether we like it or not, SEC teams, no matter how garbage they are, draw more fans than most conferences dream of. I just... 86,000 people to watch Auburn play the worst game of the season. Well, second worst game of the season. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. The Outback Bowl is prestigious, okay? Hmm. The The Outback Bowl is one of the most important bowl games of the year. Jared, nobody's ever said that. Because the winner gets the fans free something. Who doesn't want a free Bloomin' Onion? That's true. People do love a good free Bloomin' Onion. The Outback Bowl has more riding on it than the National Championship game, hands down. You stand to benefit from your team winning the Outback Bowl, but not the National Championship. Okay? You get jubilation out of a National Championship, but you get a full stomach from the Outback Bowl. And that's what you need in life is a full stomach. Good quote. That's a good quote. It's a it's a great quote. I'm very I'm a very quotable person. Yeah, I noticed. But Auburn Citrus Bowl either between Northwestern nerds or Wisconsin cheeseheads. So take your pick. I want to when you want Auburn to face. Either way, it's not gonna end well. Plus, by the way, did we play in that same bowl last year? What bowl did we play in? Outback. Don't remind me. Bloomin' Onion. And we lost. And we didn't have full stomach at the end. That's true, we didn't. All because Auburn's offense was a joke. Again. Well, they say some things never change. Let's head over to the NBA right quick. Hey, Davis. Wesley Matthews opted out. I know. How He's do only $2.7 million. He might be coming back for more or he might leave. So. Who? Wesley Matthews. He should definitely come back for less. 
Why would he come back for less? That's not advantageous for him. Because he's not worth $27 million. Came back two for po- 2.7, 2. 7, dummy. Oh. oh, I thought you said 27. I was like, Why what? would we pay him $27 million, bro? I was well, con- to, to be fair, NBA contracts can be... I mean, yes. how, how much did the Lakers pay Timothy Moskov again? How much did the Pelicans pay Solomon Hill? How much do the Hornets currently pay uh, Nicholas Batum? These are all fair questions. Like $50 million or something. I thought you had said $27 million. I was like, okay, what on earth? But I was just going to roll with it, but that makes more sense. No, Alex. Well, no. I mean, I think the Bucks should sign him back, but that's just- I do too, but doesn't mean they're going to because he's going to probably want more. He's a good player. So, I mean... But we might get Drew Holiday, which is probably not going to happen. Eric oh, that's, that's... really do be hurting the Bucks' chance of making financial moves. Who, 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 who has been rumored to be on a Drew Holiday? Kimba a lot Walker of teams now. Drew Holiday straight up for the Celtics, the Nets, the Nuggets, the Bucks. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Hold up. Hold up. Did somebody say Kimba Walker for Drew Holiday straight up? Yep. yep. That's not how this works. I mean... Uh, the market value on Kimball Walker has to be a lot higher than on Drew Holiday. I like Drew Holiday, but he's... Jared, I mean, I think you may be in for a surprise when I tell you that I would take Drew Holiday over Kimball Walker. And I think well, they, Alex, I'm not surprised because I don't think you're that smart. They would Sorry. probably agree with me. Not necessarily, Alex. If I'm really? kidding, I'm going to get something more than just Kimball Walker for Drew Holiday straight up. Okay, so... Give me a draft oh, pick. Now, uh, for the Celtics, it wouldn't work. We already talked about this on our show. They already have Marcus Smart. They don't need another defensive-minded guard when they need their offensive-minded guard that can pass through. Drew okay. Holiday can pass through, but he's not going to be scoring as well as Kimba. You can say you can show me the points, but he's not great on ball as better than, as good as Kimba does. Well, I mean, I mean, numbers-wise, he does, but... I, I just literally said I don't care about the numbers looking at it. Drew Holiday is not as good of a scorer as Kimba. You can look at the numbers, sure, but he is not going to be stepping back, shooting from the three, and making However... Them. The, the question has to be then asked, do the Celtics really need Kemba Walker's scoring ability as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown only get better at scoring? Well, this is a scoring they need league. a defensive mind and guard at the one and two? I mean, what's wrong with having some good clog team? up the paint. Clog up the paint? They're going to have Daniel Thice down there standing around. And they're also just, their two scorers are going to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at that point. You need, you need your three. You need your big three. We're going back to the trio era. Of the Do you really era. trust Marcus Smart to be okay. your top three scorer, Alex? So, so let let let's let's just say this then. Kimball Walker is a better scorer, not by much, versus Drew Holiday. However, Drew Holiday is significantly more efficient than Kimball Walker. Drew Holiday is a better passer than Kimball Walker. Drew Holiday is a significantly, and it's honestly not close, better defender than. Nobody's ever saying that Kimball's a good defender. All right, but you're missing Alex. one crucial thing, Alex. What? He's cardiac Kimball for a reason. He has a cool nickname. That's enough to keep him. Alex, I'm not saying that Drew Holiday would be a good fit. I'm saying that they already have that defensive-minded guard on their team. So having two of those would not be advantageous for the Celtics, I don't think. They already have a Drew Holiday on their team. I think it would work. Okay, then do it. I mean, Davis, you can have more than one type of... I understand that, but I'm just saying they already have a Drew Holiday. But they don't. They do, Alex. You're underestimating Marcus Smart's abilities. Not on the offense. Don't man. you put disrespect on Taco Fall's name. I'm not saying Marcus Smart's going to score 20 a game a season, but he can score 15 easily. Easily. Yes, Alex. Talk to a Celtics fan. 
I had Celtics fans on you about that. They were talking to me about how stupid your take was on Friday. Which one? Oh, the one on Friday when I – what did I say on Friday? When you said the, Mark, when you were underestimating Marcus Smart, just I'm like you are now. I'm not underestimating Marcus Smart. I'm well aware of his value, but I'm saying that Drew Holiday brings more to the table than he does. But you could limit – you could okay. you could get someone else for cheaper than you do could for Drew Holiday. And when you already have a Drew Holiday on your team, basically. Look, we get it. Drew Holiday is good. Look, Drew Holiday's probably my second favorite player, but I'm not going to overestimate him and say that he's going to lead the Celtics to a championship if they put him on the team. I didn't say that either. You're kind of making it out to be like that. Really, Davis? How exactly? You're going, Drew Holiday's going to be better for the Celtics than Kemba. And what does that entail? That he'll be better for the Celtics than Kemba. And what would that entail? They would actually get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. What? I don't think if you put Drill Head on the team, they're not making it any further than they did. They might make it one or two more games. I personally think they would make it a bit further. They might have won one or two more games, I think. And then maybe they'd make the conference finals. Maybe, but they're not winning the championship either way. You know who's not making the conference finals anymore? Well, the Rockets. I, think, I personally think, and the, I think that the Celtics are not going to win the finals regardless because they have other problems to address. But That's I think, what I'm saying. So getting Drew Holiday is not the answer for them. That's what I've been saying. I think it's a step in the right direction. Okay. We just clearly disagree on this. I mean, I just, I just feel like um, if you run a team that has – I mean – that's a it's a big gamble for the Celtics. You already have a good team, so you're going to switch out one of your better players for another player that is good, yes, but might not be able to perform as well in that system. Remember, he is the top scorer with the Pelicans. That's true. So there's no guarantee that he he might only score ten points a game for the Celtics if he took over that third player spot, and he might not even be the third scorer on that team. It could be Daniel Thice, it could be Marcus Smart, it could be. You heard me. I mean. Let, let's let's not start underestimating Drew Holiday to that point. Alex, We're, don't try to flip that back on me like you're some like be sarcastic. No, but, I'm not underestimating him, Alex. I'm just saying Brad Stevens has been known to not go the with certain ways that you would think was obvious. Well, I mean, I mean, no, you you were talking about how we don't know what he's going to score if he's that third option. We've seen him as a second and as even a third option before with the Pelicans. with who else on the team? What with who else on the team? Anthony Davis. I. And who was the third option? Option two. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he was the third option to Boogie Cousins, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, how much did he Boogie. score? He Sub twenty points a game. Sub twenty. He scored like fifteen. I'm pretty sure, Alex. I don't think he scored nineteen. He scored fifteen the year before. Then he start. Then he scored nineteen when he got more minutes and had the one of the best years of his career, scoring wise. Okay, but that is that is two centers. That okay. is not a power forward, a center, also a guard. That are all going to be taking the. He's going to be passing to him. He'll get a lot of assists, I'm sure, but he's not going to be scoring 19, 20 points a game. I don't think. But but can he make it up for it with his assisting them? Couldn't Kimba do that as well? Well, Kimba doesn't do that. He could. We're just okay, talking about so, a lot of coulds and woulds here. Okay, so right now Drew Holiday's averaging 19 and six. Let's say he goes to the Celtics and he averages. Let's say he's 17 and eight. Seven, 17 and eight. 16. Okay, sixteen and eight. Is that not better than Kemba's twenty and three? Or it might be twenty and four. Oh yeah, it is twenty and four. I mean, I think that's about. You can make that. You could say that's equatable. 
But then, I mean, you've also got Drew who adds more defensive ability. I feel like you've just got to give the edge that way. That's why. Look, Kimball right? will step his game up. It's okay. He's carding at Kimball for a reason. We need him. Stop saying that. I almost said it twice. He has a point. <laughs> I almost said it twice. Look, I, Alex, once again, I love Drew Holiday. I just don't think he's the best fit for the Look up his video of the UConn run, okay? And tell me you don't want that man on That's your team. That's a good video. It's a good I've video. I've seen that video, Jared. It's a good video. He willed that team. He drug UConn across the finish line. I okay. do feel bad because I said maybe the Celtics should make the conference finals. They actually made the conference finals this year. I forgot about that. No, well, they don't, it doesn't feel like they did. It, it, it doesn't feel like it at all. I mean, I, okay, so... I mean, so what you're saying is by them getting Drew Holiday, they are an NBA. They are they are an NBA Finals team because it makes them better. That is what I was saying. Actually, no, No, I'm not saying anything like that. That's not what I said at all. But that's what you're basically saying. And then you say they're you don't make a trade. You don't make a trade unless you get better. Then they would have made the finals. Is that correct, Alex? You don't make a no, trade unless you get that's better. Not what I said. Okay, got no, it. Alex, got we're not. No, no, no. We know that's not what you said, but you said they would be better with Drew Holiday. Is that yes, not I correct? Think they'd be better. And what? Where were they? Where were they at? How close were they to the finals this year? Uh, they got to Game Six. So they could have made the finals if they had Drew Holiday. If they, they got to Game Six. I don't well, I, remember I, that at all. I, I think better would be looking at how the playoffs broke down. I think better would have been you know beating Toronto in more games or in fewer games than they did because let's not forget in the final two games, Kemba scored five and fourteen. Look, he, he was struggling, okay? He was in a bubble. He started getting a little but bit of cabin that, fever. It was okay. I just know that I think they would be a better team in the regular season and a better team in the playoffs overall just because of what he would bring to the table. That's just my two cents on it. I think there's other teams Drew Holiday would be better on. Well, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean the Celtics should be like, oh, he'd be better for this team. So let's no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that other teams are going to offer more for him because he's going to be better for him. I, well, what? okay, so, so – The Nuggets. For for the for the Pelicans, what or no, what what could be offered more than Drew Holiday for Kemba Walker? What is more? You get picks for the yeah. Nuggets. Bow Bowl's up in the air. Bow Bowl and a pick is up in the air. Bow and a pick. That and potentially Michael. His Porter name is Bow well, Alex. If if okay, well Michael Porter on. or Bow Bowl and hold someone up. else. Not the Nuggets both. making that trade doesn't make makes about as much sense as the other. In Why? fact, it makes even less sense. Why? You Bobo or pick. Michael Porter Jr. in a pick? Not that both. Why, why, would, why would you trade for Kimball Walker anyway? This is, I thought we were talking about Drew Holiday. No, he's talking about the Nuggets. Oh, wait, Drew, Drew Holiday. Sorry, sorry. What are you talking about, bro? Wait. Are you okay? Okay, never mind. My mistake. I thought I, – I, I forgot it was Drew – I thought you were talking about it was they were trading for Kimball. Okay, so ne- never mind. I'll say it this way. Why would the Nuggets make that trade for Drew Holiday then? Because Bull Bull's not really doing anything, and you don't really need a... Uh, what, Bull Bull's what, not going to get as many minutes this year as he did in the bubble. I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, I, and... I would agree Michael with Porter probably will. And they can, if, they get, if they could switch Gary Harris for Drew Holiday, that's an upgrade. That is an upgrade, but you just said they would... You said they would get rid of Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. I said or, not and, uh, or. Well, you said and. No, I, I emphasized three times that I said or, not and. Well, they decided to hear you very clearly on that. Three times I emphasized or. Well, there's I see you very clearly. I went, I went, Alex. I said and or, not and. Z speaking what? of, that doesn't make sense for the team. Speaking of a Porter Jr., uh, Cavs Porter Jr. got arrested on gun charges. So no, uh, not Kevin Porter Jr. That's a thing. Cavs. Uh, 
The Cavs are so bad. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets do make a trade. They get Bruce Brown from the Pistons. So the the Nets are already in the, in the trading kind of feeling, and that's big because of of the of the feeling coming out of Houston right now, where it looks like more likely than not, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are gone. By the way, here's a here's a potential trade for Drew Holiday, Gary Harris, Bull Bull, PJ Dozen, our first round pick, and Drew Holiday for and more players, of course. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Hart's in there. Maybe Lonzo. I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, yeah, I would take that. See? Makes makes more sense than Kimba, doesn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. But if they're just trying to if they're just trying to sell Drew Holiday, then they might take him. Hey, the so. Bucks should trade for him. I would love Drew Holiday. I don't the, know who the Bucks would have that they would really Eric want. Eric Bledsoe. The Lakers also look to get the patch, a.k.a. Dennis Schroeder, from OKC. He's good, man. And uh, Danny Green in a pick. Cut Danny Green or trade him. The 28th pick. Anthony Davis has opted out of his contract, but that's looking to be just a, a, a more money kind of thing, negotiations as, as they're ongoing. And if Harden does leave the Rockets, the Nets are the destination that he will most likely end up at. By the way, the uh, Thunder have 16 first-round picks in the next six drafts. Well, they're going to trade mean, a lot of them, I bet. That the well, Thunder are doing the Thunder are, trade a lot of them. The Thunder are doing what I usually do in 2K. I got a lot of first round draft picks. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. You spend it, but then you realize you're already a championship team. So then you just have you know the n- number th- the top three picks in the draft. Right I was I was like, so good in my Sixers 2K that I traded LeBron James for a, a number one pick. I was that good. I could do that. Ever tell you about my Sixers franchise, Alex? Yes, you have. Or I went undefeated. Jared, your 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 um escapades on NBA or 2K and also occasionally Madden are well documented. We all you always all... talk about how you tank first, which is insane to me because you could do fine. Tanking without... works, but I, mean, I can okay. get the same players without tanking is what I'm saying. No, you, you just can't. gotta be good, Jared. I no. did. No. Okay. Tanking well, works. You... you gotta break it all down. Just like I just I Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Giannis, and like some it was insane. I got LeBron that year too. Just like how I did the sports department when I became sports director, you gotta break it all down and then build it back up from the remnants that lay at your feet. I tell you about the time that I had a team and I traded every player above a overall of seventy for a draft pick, tanked and got like fifteen picks in the draft and rebuilt my team in two years. That was that was. The but did you go undefeated? Undefeated? Yeah. Not that year now. Close. Okay. I did, Jared. My two K sixteen team. My two K sixteen bucks. I had I had a franchise where I went back to back NBA titles and only lost one game in that span. One. I I had a franchise where Devin Booker set the scoring and assist record. We won like nine titles. We were so good at the Sixers that. I went from Philadelphia, I moved to Seattle, and became the Seattle Sixers, and Wait, then, the Sonics? yeah, not the Sonics, no, look, the, the, I didn't want to become the Sonics, I just wanted to stay the Sixers, and Seattle Sixers work because, you know, alliteration, Seattle but Sixers. work because the reason they're the Sixers is because of 1776, you moron. Uh, but, you know. You know isn't, isn't Seattle in America, Alex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. 
Seattle is in America. The last time I, I, I noticed. I got there for a second because you were talking to like they used to see Look, it or something, when, Alex. When we pulled a Colts. You and we, morons. When we, when, when we pulled a Colts and we moved out on the Mayfield trucks in the middle of the night, <laughs> we made sure to take the Liberty Bell with us. So it's yeah. still, it's okay. Wow. Okay. We, we yeah, tore right. up the Liberty Bell and took it with us. All right. We went see, see, I, I we saw went, some tweet there where they were, tell, they were talking about trading the Liberty Bell or something. It was weird. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, you like, should. Get the Liberty Bell, but we moved to Seattle. I stayed there for two years. We won two NBA titles. I got bored, and you know what I did? I said, "Pack up, boys. We're moving back to Philadelphia." And we no! moved back. No, Jerry. <laughs> we, we moved back to become the Philadelphia 76ers and we won more titles. And then I stopped That's playing. Absolutely disgusting. You were he was getting Seattle his cha- their championships. Yeah, I went. I went to go get Seattle a championship and then moved back because I got. You mean limited edition LeBron. merch, Alex? Limited edition Seattle 76ers merch. Jared, you literally did the LeBron. You're like, all right, Cleveland, here's your title, and immediately dip and never return. The worst thing I almost did was making the Mavericks move to Anaheim in one of my franchises. Yeah. The Anaheim Mavericks. That would have been horrible. I'm glad it, I didn't pull the trigger though. Thank God. I, I looked at it and I was like, man, this is disgusting. What what am I thinking? Alright, is there anything else in the NBA other than our escapades? Nope. Well, I do know that the NBA draft is uh soon. It's on the eighteenth, which is in what, three days? Two days. Uh so it's gonna be on ESPN, remember that. And just keep in mind that uh, things should be a little fun. I'm I'm looking at the uh, the mock draft again, and not much has changed. Oh, a little bit has changed in this mock draft. Uh, Anthony Edwards goes first to the Timberwolves. I'm not sold on Anthony Edwards. I feel like I'm I'm in the minority on that one because most people are, but I just I just haven't been. I don't know what it is. Well, I'm not sure. He's but, not number one pick, good, but this is a, this is not that good of a draft anyway. That, that that's the thing is, um, I I just don't feel like he is worthy of the number one pick. I just don't, but I really don't know who would be because like. You know, maybe Lamella, but then like also no, because you know you don't even want to, you don't even know what's gonna end up with that, because we all saw what happened with Lonzo and that insane family anyway. So. Just so, just so you know, uh, because I know I know we're all wondering where, uh, Okoro is still protected to go to the Wizards. That looks like it's gonna be a done thing. Wait, o- I thought Okoro to the, the Wizards. No, no, the Hawks. Are you kidding me? That's, no, that's that's what I thought the initial they, mind. They have they have the Hawks drafting uh, Denny Avisha from Maccabi, I believe. Foreign player. I feel like he's a good fit for the Hawks. Well, the reason why Okoro falls to the Wizards is because the Wizards. I don't know if you noticed, they're actually trash at defense. Remember when poor what uh what Bradley Beal dropped back to back fifty point games and still lost. Yeah. So they obviously need defense, and Okoro brings that. So that's where Okoro lands. I'm trying to find other guys that we know. Montreal, I just saw Okoro going to the Kings. Don't don't say that. Don't wish that upon that man. I'm not. I really feel like um. I really do feel like uh, Okoro may be um, a bit underrated in this draft, just because. 
I mean, we all know how good he is on defense, and he really was starting to develop an offensive game at the end of that season. Oh, no. I just got to the Mavericks pick, and the, the pick isn't the most interesting part. It's that apparently the Mavericks have been in talks of trading their pick, and apparently the most likely suitor is uh, the Clippers and Lou Williams being involved. Yo. Oh. Hey, those wings better be good, bro. That's I mean, all I I'm saying. Like he should go to Orlando, and then he'd really be. There. <laughs> hey, trade with your Orlando. I just want some little more wings. I want and some, I want some Magic Kingdom wings. I I feel like that's a good trade for the Mavs, though. What do you think? I mean, to get a six man of the year all time. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I feel like it's really what they need is they need somebody who can score alongside Luca. So Luca doesn't have to, you know, run ISO ninety percent of the time. Even though he is very good at, it, he still probably shouldn't need. They're gonna have Lou Williams off the bench though. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, but that—that's the thing is like one, once Luca goes off, the offense does kind of shut down because it ends up like, oh, Trey Burke just throws it off the backboard, and oh, he did it again, and oh, there he did it again. Don't say that. Sometimes it works a lot of times. Well, you know. uh, we still have uh... Seth Curry. Well, yes, we do have Seth Curry. That's still a thing, and Homeboy can drop threes whenever he wants. But whenever, God, it's so sad. It's so sad I have to look at the Mavericks roster. He didn't play in the bubble because he was okay, hurt. Okay, well, that's why I may be blanking on him too, though. But he's my second favorite player on the Mavericks. I'm kind of afraid of who you're gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna feel so bad when I finally get his name. Jalen Brunson. There we go. Oh, he's really, I love he's really good. Jalen Brunson. I was gonna Jaylen guess. Jalen Brunson's him. awesome. Jalen Brunson's awesome. Two K. He's very good in two K. Not uh, really. He can't shoot in two K. Well, in the older two Casey. Oh, by the way, uh, been in like two two Ks. KCP for the Lakers uh, opted out. He opted out. He wants he wants big money, bro. For what? He's one of the worst players on the team. He's not that bad. And bro. this is this is just a reminder that Willie. Uh, not a reminder, but I'm just telling you, Willie Cauley Stein and Timmy opted in for the Mavericks on player options, so they're staying. Whoa, Jared, do you want a Cauley Stein jersey? No. I got two of them. They're both signed. I'm good. I'm good. Y'all want one? I didn't mean to get two. I will stick with having no jerseys. I have no jerseys of anybody. It's Kentucky. Willie Carl Stein signed on the back. You want it? No, I'm good. As a Kings one as well. That's even worse. I'm good. It says Willie on the front. I I still can't get over the fact that the... The Thunder made that trade for Danny Green and they didn't even want Danny Green. They just wanted the draft pick. How far has he fallen? Since Wait, the- I'm sorry. Did Danny Green get traded? I missed it. Yeah, that was the shorter trade. It has. It's not. It's not. It's not put through yet. I was like, did that happen? Well, not yet. Not officially. Today is when trade starts. You can start start trading now. Okay. Well, then it'll ha- it'll happen today though. Or at least it should. <sighs> so the NFL. It can be finalized after the NBA draft on Wednesday night. Mm. Look, the important thing is Danny got his ring. He already had a ring. But he got ring. another ring. Okay, I guess. That's the important thing. NFL! All right, well. I have a fun stat for everybody. First, let me first say, Thursday Night Football. Dub. Stop. Don't run in. All right, what's your amazing stat? Well, it's about Washington, of course, but do you want to hear it? Unfortunately, yes. 
Entering week 11 of 2018, Washington was 6-3. and three. Then Alex Smith got injured. Since then, Washington is 6-26. and 26. Only one team during that stretch has been worse. The Bengals, who are 5-26-1. and 26 and one. They play one another this Sunday. You know... Yeah, no, okay, I guess the Bengals are worse. Because they got five and a half wins, if you think about it. But not by much. Not by much. I mean, I feel like Washington has been in more winnable games. They just haven't been able to, you know, completely win. They're at least in close games now. That's true. I mean, there was a one point during the games uh, yesterday where I saw they were down, what, 24 to 3, and then they came back? Yep, comeback season. Oh, but. But then. Falls a little short. You know, it was funny. So many times during that game, I said, and this is going to happen, and it's exactly what occurred. Like. Alex Smith got sacked, and they went out of field goal range. And then, of course, they, the Lions got in field goal range from Matt Prater. It, uh. Hey, if it makes you feel better, you could be in a lot worse position. You could be like the Texans. If you want another example of how bad of a GM and head coach Bill O'Brien was, the Texans scored seven points against the Browns and lost. Yeah. Baker Mayfield says, uh, what did he say? He said he moved to, like, all real Gs. Wait, no, what did he, what did he say? I gotta look this up. I mean, it's something Baker Mayfield said, so there's no telling what he actually said. It's it was so funny. Realgies move in silence, Alex. What? They all move oh, yeah, in silence. Yeah, Realgies move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> what yeah, you never heard that before? That's an old saying. I just thought it was, I I I mean I'm sure I've heard it before, but I heard it recently, and then that does, does lasagna move? No, no the G in lasagna is silent, bro. Realgies move in silent like lasagna. Yes. I don't like that. That's stupid. Now, why he said it was smart, but Alex thinks it's funny. I mean, it's very—it's a bakerism, so it makes sense. It's not a bakerism. Other people say that. Oh, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Sorry. It's very much in line with all the okay. ridiculous stuff Baker has said. Okay, like, thank I, you. I, I thought you were saying all... Baker came up with that. I was about to lose it on. No, like it's just—it's like like if I, if you had given me a list of like four things and said pick the thing Baker's gonna say in his post game, you would have known. Along with, you know, I woke up feeling pretty dangerous. And then, you know, went through six interceptions against, like, an actually decent team. Hey, when he said dangerous, he didn't say which team he was dangerous against. To be fair. The the Baker Mayfield cycle is one of the funniest things in the NFL. It's so – I can't – I love it. Uh, The Packers that, – Yeah, that's a, that's a little Wayne line. I knew that was – yeah, little Wayne said that. Well, the I Packers mean, escaped the Jaguars 24-20. to uh, Yeah, that was, that was too close for comfort. The Giants got a 10-point win on the Eagles. Don't blink. But those G-men are coming for the top spot in the NFC East. Ugh. Actually, let me let me look at the standings. They have the, the NFC top East. spot in the NFC East, Jared. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. No, they don't because they still, they still have played one more game than the Eagles. And the Eagles do have a tie on them. So yeah. there is that. Oh my goodness! If the Giants win a division, the Giants get a playoff spot and they win a division, I'm if done. Daniel Jones makes the playoffs. I'm gonna be so sad. Daniel Jones, but to silence all the doubters, all the haters, when he makes a playoff Jones spot. Also got his second win ever against a team that's not Washington. So good for him. The Buccaneers did terrible things to the Panthers, forty-six to twenty-three. We uh, almost we um, we had a chance there early, and then we fell apart. The Raiders don't blink, but Las Vegas is six and three, 
And they're kind of flying under everybody's radar, I feel like. I of, mean, how, of how the record is. Granted, they haven't like, played a lot of good teams. But well, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the, they beat the Chiefs, and I believe they beat... Did they beat the Buccaneers? No, they lost the Buccaneers by 25. They beat the Saints. Oh, they beat the Saints. That's the other good team I was thinking about. I mean, uh, I don't know how it's working. It also helps when Drew Locke throws four interceptions. That's all I'll say about that. That is true. I'll give I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Dolphins. They're also six and three, and they look primed to take the AFC East uh, title crown if the Bills uh, stumble their way through the rest of the season. And after exactly what they did against the Cardinals oh. when the Bills took the lead, and then Kyler Murray just said, "I'm gonna chunk that thing up," and. Once again, this is a reminder that the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. Yeah. If you want another example how bad Bill O'Brien was as the GM, there's your other example. The end of the Cardinals game. Yeah, Cardinals win 32-30. The Seahawks are kind of on a stumble right now. They lose to the Rams 23-16. Russell Wilson's been having a tough time holding onto the ball for his offense recently, which is very un-Russell Wilson-like. Yeah, let's just take a – I believe um, prior to the Cardinals game, he had like one interception. Then in the Cardinals game, he has three. Against the Niners, he has no none. So it's like, oh, he's back on track. But then against the Bills, it got bad again. He had two. And then last night, he also had two. So, tough. It's tough. The Steelers are still undefeated as they beat the Bengals 36-10 and the Patriots' big win over the Ravens 23 23- to 17. Speaking of the Steelers, they're 9 and 0 and they have uh the Jaguars, Ravens on Thanksgiving, Washington, God bless, the Bills, Bengals, Colts and Browns left in their schedule. Is there a loss on this schedule for the Browns? And if so, where I'm uh, sorry. Is there a loss on the schedule for the Steelers? And if so, where is it at? I mean, when they rest their starters in the final week. Don't say that. I mean, no, I mean, really, like, they should beat the Jags. I mean, the Ravens game is probably the biggest toss-up, as is the Bills. But really, I mean, those are two games they can win, you know. So, I think, okay, I'll say this. I think the Ravens game, because they, they come off playing the Jags, and they have three days before the Ravens. So, that's that's a possibility. That's fair. Quick turnaround. The Ravens also have four days, so it's a, again that's what makes it the toss up. But that's probably the the closest thing to a loss that they will experience. I just want to mention how in after the Jaguars game, three of the next four games for the Steelers are on prime time. That's big time. Yep. You got Thanksgiving, Sunday night football, and then Monday night football. That's good stuff. Indeed. I'll say this: I'll take a fourteen of Steelers against the Colts. I'll take that. I want to see that game. Let's go Indy. Uh, okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. We can, we can beat them. Steel, but all right, yeah. We can beat them. The Colts should be the Colts should be eight and one right now. I don't want to talk about it. Eight and one. Why should they be eight and one, Jerry? Well, first of all, this team lost to the Jaguars in Week One. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I remember that. And second, we should have beat the Ravens, but we let it we let it go. Yeah, you lost by fourteen. Yeah, but we had it in the first. They had we had them in the first half. 
And then they got us in the second You were up three at halftime. We had them the first half, okay? Don't look more into it. (laughs) Okay. I'll try not to. Uh, but uh, one of the some some big news from this past weekend is that Jameis Winston. I don't know if you noticed, Jameis Winston replaced Drew Brees in their game uh, this past week. Brees did not play the second half at all. And an update from this morning that Drew Brees and the Saints expecting to miss some time. So that means famous Jameis is back. He's back better than ever. He looks, he looks a little bit slim out there too. I commend him on that. So, Jared, did you update the uh, the um, the pickup standings? I did. I did the records. I didn't move them around because that takes too much of my that takes too much effort out of me. I'm in first place now. Let's go. At least the casual one. Bay is still killing us. Except we, I think we closed the gap a bit. We did. We did close the gap. Instead of uh seven games, it's five games. Me and Davis uh, closed the gap on Bay, so Davis, we we just gotta stay uh, in step on him. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it close. I don't know about you, Jared. Me well, and Jared are working together. We're we're filling them out together. Yeah, man. this is seriously. No, no. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm not giving my answers. Bay is at 99 and 45. Davis and I are at 94 and 50. Alex, you're at 93 and 51. Ugh. Jacob is at 85 and 61. Jack is 74 and 56, but he's also missing a full week until he has to start doing Japanese American football. Uh, and then in the college football pick'em standings, that is a typo on Jack's. No, Jack is not 51 and 338. That's a typo. Uh, Jack is more like I'm going to fix it. 51 and 38. There we go. Uh, but yeah, Cosmo Wall pick them. It's still kind of a log jam. Alex is in first at 63 and 36. Nice. Davis and Bay at 62 and 37. I'm at 61 and 38. And Jacob at 59 and 40. I'm afraid to pick some of the games this week. Oh, you should be oh, afraid. Football. You should be, you should be definitely afraid. Like, do I want to pick Indiana? Pick the upsets. I, you never know. Do I want to pick Indiana? Then the answer is no, I don't. When you but get in first place, it's all about preserving the lead, and that's hard to do. You have to get bold sometimes in first place. Sometimes you do. Yeah, but Wisconsin should beat Northwestern. Should, but will they? And, like, Oklahoma State is supposed to lose to Oklahoma, or at least Oklahoma's favorite against Oklahoma State, but also it's Oklahoma. But also it's Oklahoma State. Yeah, I know. And once again, if you're in the Big 12 and you have a big game in front of you, that means you're going to lose because that's how Big 12 works. That is that is the law of the Big 12. This so, week's going to be a interesting week. It'll be some good football, though. It'll be some good football as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. So, oh, I'm so excited. That'll, that'll be fun. If, if well, so basketball returns on Thanksgiving. Is Thanksgiving next week? Yes. What? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. That's why I asked. Like Thanksgiving break or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving break and Thanksgiving. They're the same thing. They're the yeah. net. What? Oh, yeah, it's Monday. A week from Thursday, dude. 
Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Wait, so for 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 Auburn, is Thanksgiving break the whole week, or how are they doing that this year? Oh, my class. I have a class that requires me to be in attendance on Tuesday. In reality, you're not, you're not supposed to, right? Or I guess it's frowned upon. I guess is the is the wording I'll use. Most teachers are going to give you the pass. Yes. But not my guy. He's like, hey, come in and get your test corrections. And I'm like, eh. correct me if I'm wrong. The semester ends next week. I, that's it, right? No, no, no. Our, our our exams are like on December third. They end then. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like that, it oh, ends yeah. next. It, like the classes end next week. Yeah, like I have my last lab practical this week. Yeah, classes do officially end next week. Yeah. I gotta be, Jared. I gotta be in class right now. I'm trying to hold on to it. It's the go. same class that you got a D on your test. No, that is my regular anatomy. All right, how's that? That going? I have a 68. Hey, bump that up one more score, and we'll be talking. I have to do good on this last test and the final exam. I might be able to get a high C. <sighs> I'm glad I don't have to worry about that for right now anymore. Yeah, you don't have to take anatomy. I have to take anatomy two next year, so I better have to pass this class. I've I've never taken anatomy. I didn't take it in high school. I didn't take it in college. You know why? Cause I don't care about the human body. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jared, if you get hurt, then I'm gonna be the one that has to help you. Nah, I'm good. I'd rather go to my local vet than let you. I know go. how to wrap up stuff, bro. Yeah, I do too. It's called duct tape. As a guy that's injured himself many times. How many times have you been times. injured? I've hurt my left ankle at least three times. My right ankle once. My knee, my left knee twice. Here's I've broken goodness. my arm. I've hurt. I've like. You sound like I've an NBA player. Sprained my thumb. I've probably sprained all three of these fingers because all these knuckles are swollen. I don't know about you. Jared, but my biggest takeaway from all that is that Davis has been repairing himself and then just getting re-injured, so clearly he's not doing a good enough job. Or that, yeah, I guess so, or I just have weak ankles. You got the you got the injury-prone trait for playing Madden. I mean, I still keep going. Like, they're not keeping me down. The worst I've ever had is a cast on this arm when I was in kindergarten and a boot on my left ankle. At the same time. Other than that, not the same time. Other than that, I've also got my face bust open one time. That wasn't my fault. It sounds like you get in a lot of perilous predicaments. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens it's, in the life of Davis. It's just, it's just like eventually when we go on the road to Mobile and find the, the Luchador wrestling place and we take no, it over. No, it doesn't exist. Yes, it does. I you saw and pictures. You Jack keep telling me that. It does not exist. It, it's real. You can look up Luchador I, I, Mobile, Alabama. There's I nothing. believe. I believe. Absolutely nothing. Look up professional wrestling in Alabama. I've actually been there before. What? Wait, it's real? Yeah. Davis, it's real. We're going to take it over. It's going to be the you next extra it. point. It's going to be the next extra point special. Obviously, it's not real. No, it's real. So, Alex, you just let us on like that? What the heck? Yes. Obviously. That's mean, bro. That is mean. You gave my hopes up. Oh, my gosh. Could Stop. you imagine? Could you imagine if we just bum rushed a... Uh, a luchador wrestling event outside of Mobile, or I guess it's in Mobile. There are no luchador events in Mobile. I'm convinced, just like the leprechaun's real, okay? Hey leprechaun guys. actually turned out to be a, a little person hiding in a tree. <laughs> I'm, I looked it up. I watched a video about it. A little person. I'm not going to say the other word, Alex. It's demeaning. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a little funny. I see um, what you did there. But okay, so do you guys want to hear a list of some of the wrestlers that are apparently from Mo or from Alabama or active in Alabama? There's a nope. list. Luchador's yeah. out. 
Well, there's uh, there's all right. I got some names. You've got Lego Del Souls from. He's from Mobile. You've got. <laughs> don't 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 show me that. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Adam Revolver. Fire of the Sun. Adam Revolver, Agent Orange, big fat oily guy. That's a direct quote, by the way. That's his name. Big fat oily guy. Oh wait, hold up, time out. I don't think I, I don't think I can make it to this list, Alex. Yeah, I mean, what else we got? Let me see if I can pick any. There's not any other weird ones after that. Jared, uh, this one guy named Fuego del Sol is the only evidence of a Luchador mobile I've ever seen. That means it's real. There's one person from Mobile that turned out to be a Luchador. I guess it's is it technically Luchador if he just wears the Luchador mask? Look, I don't know. Right I, I don't know. Is gonna... Luchador a special type of wrestling? Work. No. Not, not necessarily. I don't. I'm not. I'm not big into wrestling. You two. So, look. What do you my, mean? My point is. My point is. Wait, my point is. Wrestling YouTube. What? No. Alex, just go to sleep. My point is, is that it's real, and we're gonna find it. Okay. It's not real. It's real. They're trying to hide it. We got to get Alabama's Constitution and look on the back of it. There's going to be okay. A look, be a Al- map. Al- Alabama's Constitution is longer than Apple's term and conditions. Okay, but we're gonna be able to find the map to the Luchador place in Mobile. Not on, on the most amended Constitution in the world, no. Yeah, because hey, there's there's gonna be more than one place, Jared. They, They're adding more. Finally, places. just amended some harsh language out of the Constitution. So good points on them for that. Yes. Oh, oh joy. I voted for them to take all that crap out. I don't think I voted on that. Wait, was that on the ballot this year? Yeah, it was an amendment to remove racist language from the Constitution. Okay, we got different ballots because mine definitely didn't say anything like that. Um, (laughs) what? Jared, are they trying to suppress your vote? I mean, probably. It's the South, so yeah. Oh. uh, I mean, he's not wrong at all. Sorry. Sorry about it, people. Um, the only thing that I... The only amendments that I saw on mine that I can remember... Is being able to carry a gun on church property. Yeah. No, that that was I remember sta- that. That was a stand your ground law on church property. Yeah, there was that one. I said was, no. I don't know if it passed. There was like there was two about the um, there was two about the constitution, I think, and then there was one about yeah, there's one about amending the constitution to only have uh citizens citizens be allowed to vote in Alabama. What did that mean? I can explain it after the show. I don't want to get too political on the show. Look, all I'm saying is about the church thing. Right, it's up to the churches. They're, they're private grounds. Let them decide whether they want guns on their property or not. That's all. That's all I was saying on that. Yeah, I think we got two different ballots. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't remember the other the, the racist language part. But good on them, I guess. Thank goodness, Alabama. Hey, Mississippi has a new flag though, so we do got that. Yeah, going it looked for good. Us. It looked good. This turned into a political show at the end. Oh no, let's just divert. dive full in. I'm just, I'm just no <laughs> divert. Let's see. How can I divert? Uh, you could think, end. I'm think, just kidding. Think. Think, 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 think. <laughs> I respect that you're trying how do to. We, how do we get into constitutions? We were talking about Lucha Libres when we got here. You said I made, that. I made a national treasure joke, yeah. You said something about Yeah, we're going to do, like, the national treasure where he got the, with, he got the U.S. Constitution and found the treasure map. Look. I don't know where this is going. It, was was there anything in NFL we wanted to talk about? Not really. There was a hail mary. He caught it. He won. Dops, D hops down there somewhere. That's it. 
And on that note, Monday Night Football. What even is the game tonight? Exactly. Oh wait, I have something. Oh, oh god. Alex, I have to go write a paper, dude. Seven years ago today, the prayer of Jordan Hare. Yeah, how did the end for us at the end of the day? Oh my gosh, that is not the that is not the mentality to have, Jared. When How you're, did it, of course, Alex, answer the look, question. Look, you I've been through one of the greatest college football teams of all time. I and they still didn't win a national championship. Yes, they should have won. We all know they should have won. I have been through enough hurt with Auburn football. Okay, I see that Vegas line. I see we're favored by ten and a half against Tennessee, and I don't like it. I, I spent I spent my weekend watching the 2018 Iron Bowl. I couldn't tell you why. We lost by 40, but I couldn't tell you why I watched it. Why'd you watch that? Why did no you idea. Why didn't you watch Auburn soccer win in double overtime? How about that? That that is definitely a more worthy thing. It is, especially because Auburn soccer didn't score for like near 70 minutes, and then 15 seconds into second overtime, they're like, "All right, we're gonna just push this thing down and score and get out of here." Then they did. And now, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, they'll play number one seed at Arkansas. So, exciting times. Well, I guess it depends on your definition of exciting, because, yeah. But, does anybody have anything else for the show today? Nope. I'm getting a little bit uh, peckish. I'm as well, Jared. Yeah. I have to write a paper, too. On what? Uh, This book. Citizen, yes. I don't know what it's about. I don't think I really. I'll care. explain after this show. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't read. Okay. It's a poem book, Jared. It's like uh, that's even worse. I don't even want to know about it. Okay. You know, I was a scholar back in my day. A Not anymore. Yeah, I was a scholar. Okay. I wrote things. I did stuff. Yeah, I know. sure he did. I did stuff. All right. Obviously, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to lose a little bit of momentum, so it's time. And to that'll the do show. it for today's show. Yeah, that, that and that'll do it for today's show. So, thank you guys for joining us on the show today. After we went over everything from luchador wrestling to little people That's and it. trees. That's all we went over. The yeah. Whole <laughs> uh, it got it got really weird to the end. Uh, but we did talk. We went from we opened up the show with COVID and ended with lucha libres. We opened the show from with COVID and how money makes the world go around and all this dramatic and interesting talk. And we ended with the Alabama Constitution taking out racist language, stand your ground laws on churches, uh, the leprechaun in Mobile, and Luke It was Lee a little person. It's not actual leprechaun. He was hiding in the Leprechauns tree. are real, okay? I don't tell you. I he know was that hiding one time, in the tree. It was a hoax. One time, one time I had a dream where I ran to a leprechaun and he choked me to death, okay? And that's why I'm scared of leprechauns. <laughs> Jared, all you, you could just like push them away. They're short. They're <laughs> mythical beings that are like a foot tall, Jared. Have you ever seen the leprechaun movies? I know exactly what you're talking about. I figured that's do, why you were scared. Do, do you know the one time where he went to the hood? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't the name of the movie Leprechaun Goes to the? It is. I want you to imagine being in a boardroom, thinking about the next movie, and somebody just blurts out, "Hey, he wanted to go to the hood, and that's gonna be a great movie." 
Alex isn't having this. Uh, it's a, it's a. Alex, Alex, I'm gonna recommend a movie series to you, and I want you to watch it. I, Leprechaun I, I, movies. No, I, I, I want you, I want you to watch it. Okay, are you ready I, for this? I really don't want to watch that. No, it's not the Leprechaun movies. No, it's something else. Are you ready, Alex? Are, do you like horror movies? Well, like what? Horror. Do you like horror movies? Oh yes. Okay, so you ready for this? Yeah. I think I think it's hilarious. Okay, and if you watch these movies, you get an insight into my Just mind. Say it, say it, say it. You get an insight into my mind and how I'm it works. Jared, okay? I have to go somewhere and I'm leaving. Okay, if you want to watch a movie series, just watch Tales from the Hood. Okay. Yo. <laughs> you understand how my mind works, but thank you so much for watching. Let's extra point here on WGL 911 and WGLFM.com.